Uh, so briefly today, I want to share some things I'd been meditating on for uh, for the last few days, maybe the last week or so. And um, and it's in Genesis chapter 1, it's in John chapter 1, okay? Um, in there, Jesus, uh, or the Bible says, in, uh, in uh, Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then in John chapter 1, uh, he says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they, they tend to put uh, the Word was a God. Well, that's not true. That's not even in the Greek. Uh, nor is it in the Aramaic. But um, it is that the word was God, and that word was actually means past tense and future tense. So he's, he's always God, all right? So I was meditating on this, and um, in the beginning, God created, okay? So somebody asked me one time, well, did God have a beginning? And I said, no, God did not have a beginning nor does he have an end. He created the beginning. Hey, Trudy. Uh, he began, he be, He created the beginning. And it's the beginning of time. It's the beginning of, of, um, of uh, existence for everything else. He created everything else from that moment on. And, um, and, and so when John writes it, John is saying, in the beginning was the Word. So when the beginning happened, there already was the Word. And who is the Word? Is the Word is the Word of God? Is Jesus? Jesus is that, and um, and then so God then you know the you you know the whole creation thing where God created the heavens and the earth, um, and and the, and the earth was without form; it was empty, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep, and um, and I want to tell you something. That word hovered actually. Um, and the Septuagint uh, is also uh, gone into the same kind of sense and tenses that it happened when when uh, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit um, came upon Mary and impregnated her, okay? He overshadowed her. He overshadowed the face of the deep. Basically, God thought it, Jesus the Word spoke it, and the Spirit brooded or or uh, caused it to come into being. He um, he impregnated the world, and it came into being. Okay, and so that's what uh, that's what happened. And um, and I know the church has been very silent about uh, that aspect of the Holy Spirit of overshadowing and overpowering and um, and, and and coming upon creation. Because uh, they, you know, for some reason they think it's dirty, but it's not. It's, it's creating that part. Uh, in uh, Psalm 139, he says, uh, he says that uh, he formed me in the inward parts. He, he knit me together. He knitted me together. Okay? That word knitted means to uh, be protected. Um, it means to be defended uh, along with uh, kind of like being the um, the crocheted and being knit together to become who you are, and the Holy Spirit did that. And so you have to come into grips 
But the idea, and not just the idea, but that God created all of this. Now, here's the thing that I want to say. A lot of people give up on God because circumstances are bad or um, something happens that they don't understand. Okay, I was talking to someone uh, recently who had mentioned, and, 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 and it was a good question. It was, um, you know, here at the RV park, uh, the, you know, they, they were saying that, because uh, we were talking about Bethel Church, and, um, and in that, and in that, the, um, um, the, the deal was that uh, they, they were talking about healing. Well, how come my husband wasn't healed when he went to the healing room? And I'm saying that, well, he didn't have a miracle because it didn't happen instantaneously. Okay, so it wasn't a miracle. However, the healing uh, is, is talking about healing processes. And so that's where we're going. And, and, and you have to understand that these different words uh, in the Bible, and we have to come to grips with the words, because uh, the Bible is just not um, somebody translating it. Okay? The, the Word of God is the Word of God. It was written in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, and you have to take all those languages into account and what those words actually meant. Um, for example, it talks about divorce. You know, you should not divorce. Uh, well, that word, except for fornication, okay? Except for fornication. Now, a lot of people think that means um, a sexual sin, while it does have that tendency. But he's not talking about adultery. He's talking about fornication. And that word fornication uh, comes from the Greek, the Aramaic. That means, uh, it, it means that um, um, it's a different word than adultery in, the, in, in that language. But what it means is uh, uh, to... to um, to go against or to not be, not to do the, the vows, okay, in essence. That you've made a commitment to something and you didn't keep that commitment, okay? And whether that means that your job was more important um, than your spouse or um, the, the friends were more important or they just didn't want to live by the commitment that they had made, okay? And so you have to see that... Um, that uh, if somebody's not going to make keep the commitment, okay, you have to you have to maintain the commitment. That's why you have to be careful with words in the Greek and the Aramaic. You have to you have to find out what they mean. So Jesus um, creates, speaks out. Um, let there be light, and let there be uh, firmament. Let there be uh, creatures. Let there be uh, flowers. Let there be all this stuff. Okay, Jesus speaks it out, and the Holy Spirit birthed it. And then, so I often ask myself this question, why do I fret and why do I fear, thank you Trudy, why do I fret and why do I fear when uh, a prayer or uh, something isn't happening the way I expect it to? Uh, why do I fret about it? Because God is bringing it into being. Okay, God is doing this stuff. He's why do I feel like I'm alone? See, um, and, I, and I heard this story. Um, this pastor uh, went into a, um, uh, a Satanist bookstore, okay? Um, and he bought a book of spells, and he brought it to his church. 
and um, and the church got mad at him because he wanted to read some of the spells. And a lot of people said, well, that's going to happen, and the spell is going to come true on me. And he looked at the congregation, and he said to them, you are more apt to believe this word of spells than you are to think that the Bible, the word of God, is able to carry out what it was set out to do. And, uh, and we tend to do that. We have to say, no, we can't, we can't do that. We have to understand that the Bible is the word of God. And I believe that we're coming into a season where the Bible is actually going to be the preeminent word that we run to. That there is a revival on reading the Bible, studying the Bible, and living the Bible. There is coming a, a season, there, there, and it's coming quickly, where the Bible is going to be preeminent again. And Christians especially are going to believe it. I'm watching these, uh, these puppies here, and, they're, and they're, they're, they're trying to get in on the podcast. Um, so, so you see that, uh, that we have to understand and we have to come to grips with the Bible. Now, what I do personally is I read the Bible out loud and, uh, and instead of Israel, or if it says, uh, them talking about Israel, Judea, uh, David or something, I put my name in there because the promises of God are yes. And in him, they are amen. They're waiting for my amen. They're waiting for my, uh, so be it, to be carried out. Now, no weapon formed against you, the Bible says, will ever prosper. And every tongue that rises against you, you condemn. This is the heritage of the righteous. This is the heritage of the believer. And this is what we have to do. This is what we have. And God is, uh, God is just doing some great, great uh, great things if we would believe his word. Now, I'm a firm believer in, in declarations. I, uh, I go one step further than declarations. I, I, say, um, uh, I say decrees uh, as opposed to just declarations. I just don't declare them. I decree them. The Bible says that, that I am a king and a priest unto the Lord. And so I get to, because he is the king of kings, um, he is my king. <laughs> Do you want to see him? Okay, I'll, I'll let you see him. There he is. Okay, this is Sam, and um, and he just wants to be on. Ow! He wants to be on my lap. He's only three months old, but he's still a, a rascal. Okay, Sam, you got it. There you go. And um, and so, uh, and and seeing what the Holy Spirit wants to do in you, that God is going to carry out His word in your heart. So decree that. Did somebody prophesy over you, give you a word? And not just a, a, a ear-tickling word, but did he give you a word? Did, did he give you a word? And if he gave you a word, then you can decree that to come about. Okay? And I'm talking about a word that, that coincides with, with the word of God, with a promise that he gave you from his word. I believe that all prophecies given to you are, are not only for your encouragement, but they will also be confirmed in the Word of God. Okay? Um, when I prophesy over somebody, I make sure that I put a lot of Scripture in there because I want to them to see that it is the Word of God that is speaking to them, and they can take that to the bank. Now, does that mean... And I haven't seen every word that has been prophesied over me. I have yet to see it all fulfilled. 
But at the same time, um, I want to be able to uh, to have it come about where I'm decreeing it, and <clears throat> once it's decreed, it's already set in motion. All right, I get a lot of phone calls and texts um, uh, recently over the last few days uh, of people just really going through it, and they uh, and they're struggling. And I said, well, what has God promised you? What was his word to you? And I said, hold on to that. Now remember, and I, and I always bring it back to this one, but do you remember when Jesus was asleep in the boat? Before he went to sleep, he told the disciples, we're going to the other side. Now on the other side was a demon-possessed man whom had to be chained because he was um, uh, totally demon-possessed and people were were messing him up and, and, and being messed up by him. And so Jesus comes. So he says, we're going to the other side of the lake. Well, the storm happens. And he's asleep, and the disciples uh, say to him, Jesus, you know, don't you care that we're perishing? And Jesus kind of looked at him and go, we're not going to perish. So he gets up. I mean, he didn't, it's not in a word that he said that, but uh, he, 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 he gets up and he rebukes the wind and the wind and the waves cease and it's calm and then the disciples said what kind of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey him and Jesus kind of rebuked him and he said where is your faith in other words where did you leave your faith I mean you had faith for the 5,000 men to be fed but where's your faith now where is that faith that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. That all the promises of God are yes, and in Him they are amen. And nothing is impossible with God. And if God gave you authority, remember in Genesis, uh, God gave them authority over, um, over the, uh, dominion over the earth. Okay? So all they had to do was tell the wind to stop it. And it would have. And so... And so what we have to do is go back to our faith. Where did, is our faith? Where and what did Jesus tell us to do? What did Jesus tell us to do? What is he, what is he giving us? I have to bring him up. He wants to be held. And, um, and then so if God wants to do that for us and God wants to do that in us, we just need to trust him. Um, I've had a lot of requests this week for for healing prayers, and um, and I and I want to tell you that is that is great. I love praying, healing prayers for people. I love it because I believe that God can heal. Thank you. I believe that God can heal, and I believe that God does heal, and I believe that it's God's will to heal. I want to see miracles. I want to see signs and wonders. I want to see that, but when I pray for healing, I expect that person to be healed. I have a friend who who uh, had uh, prostate cancer or colon cancer, sorry, and um, and I preached at his church a while ago, and uh, and and the Lord gave me a word for him about total healing, complete healing. Well, he goes to the hospital and they go to the doctor and they can't find a trace of the cancer. Now I didn't do that, but the Lord did it. But I but I I spoke it out. And sometimes you have to speak out the promises of God because the devil can't read your mind. 
So you can, so, so you speak out your promise. You speak out the word and God brings it about. God brings about the word because he's the one who promised. He is faithful who has promised. Amen. Well, I'm carrying on. Um, but I just wanted you to know that there is a hope that God is giving you at this moment. There is a hope that God is pouring into you at this moment. Take that hope and go for it. Okay? Well, that's it for tonight. Um, we're going to have more. I'm going to do more and more of these as God uh, opens up the doors, has opened up the word to my heart. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do them more. Um, currently... Uh, you know, I'm in Spokane, Washington. We had we had uh, snow yesterday, and it's going to get really, really cold going forward. Um, so praise God. Um, and I'm looking to get back into um, uh, to Reading here pretty soon. So uh, praise God. I'm just excited about what God is doing. So anyway, God bless you guys. You have a great night, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining me on my podcast today, uh, and I hope that you were encouraged. I hope, and my hope and my prayer is that you uh, would totally be encouraged by what he says. Amen. Amen. So, um, so anyway, God bless you. Have a great night, and we'll see you next time. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to day one of our... Three, not 300, <laughs> I don't think so. Day one of our 31-day healing challenge that we have, um, there's, uh, it's really, really kind of cool. We're going to be talking about healing, not just in general, but healing on a more specific level. Uh, the question is this, and this is the question that I get quite a bit uh, about healing. And we're going to be talking about, is it God's will to heal why am I not getting healed or somebody I'm praying for not being healed? Um, let's see, we're going to be dealing with the scriptures that deal with healing, especially. That's awesome, man. And, um, and other things. There's some things, uh, some commercials I want to do first. And uh, they're about my books. I have one book that's uh, called uh, SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. I know it's backwards on the video, but... Um, SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. This is a journal that you can do 50 days, uh, journal that you can uh, be a part of, that you can go and, uh, and just have a fellowship time with the Lord. It's, it's geared for 5 to 10 minute um, uh, devotional with the Lord every day for 50 days. Okay, you can get that one. Um, and this book also is called From Breakdown to Breakthrough. Back in 2018, I had two nervous breakdowns. Or I had one really long one. And, uh, and so God brought me out of it and God healed me of that, um, of that um, uh, mindset and that mental break that I had. And, and so he healed me. And these have some steps on how to fix your soul, how to make your soul better. And you can get them both. Both of them are $11 plus, um, shipping, uh, plus shipping, which comes out to $15 a book. Uh, or you can get them both for uh, you can get them both for twenty five dollars. So either thirty dollars if you want to buy them separately, or uh, twenty five dollars that includes shipping for both books. And we'll go ahead and we will send them uh, to you. 
email me at uh, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com and then we will uh, talk about um, how to pay for them and also your address and we'll send them right out to you. Okay, I only have a few books left, so feel free to contact me and we'll do that. Another book I really feel, you can also get them on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com, walmart.com. You can always get, get those books there. Uh, another book that I really believe that you need to get is called Christ the Healer. This book was written by F.F. F. Bosworth, who was a part of the Azusa Street Revival back in 1906. And what he did was he was dealing with a lot of the same questions and a lot of the same um, church responses, religious responses um, that we deal with today. And, um, and so God is wanting to set people free of all of that. And, um, and so that's what, that's what that book deals with. Again, 1906, he was dealing with the same things. Does God heal everybody? Is, God, is it God's will to heal? What are Bible, what are scriptural references for this? Now, I want to deal, I'm dealing with the Bible. I'm dealing with the Bible straight up, okay? So, if you have an issue with me and what I'm talking about, you really have an issue with the Bible. Because that's all I'm going to be sharing, is the Bible. And the Bible is the Word of God. It is God-breathed. And it is profitable for correction, for training, and reproof. And, 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 and God does this stuff. And the word of God is true. Let every man be a liar and let God be true. The word of God is true. And the Bible says, you shall know the truth, who is a person, and the truth, who is a person, will set you free. Okay? And in and, and Jesus' words, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. We're talking about Yeshua, talking about Jesus, and that's and that's a big deal here. Um, and so, I want to I want to get deeper into this um, into into this word. Now, those of you who watch the Chosen, okay, those of you who watch the Chosen. Oh, I wonder why. I think um, I'm going to have to fix my Wi-Fi here. Um, those of you who watch The Chosen, give me just a second here. I'm going to fix my Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, those of you who watch The Chosen, um, you know, they had a, a scene in um, in the second... They had a scene in the second book, or the uh, third season... Um, there we go. Now we're back. Uh, they had a they had a scene in the second um, um, episode of season th of season three, and where where Jesus did not heal one of the disciples, and um, and then they they tried to justify it, and it wasn't right to me. Uh, it, it just wasn't right. But see, they started it out where Jesus said, "Do you want to be healed?" Do you want to be healed? Okay, and um, and so it was really, really a sad deal. And uh, but the deal is that Jesus wants to heal everybody. They were they were saying that God um, that that if God heals everybody, then He can't show His strength and weakness, and that's not true. Okay, yes, He does in our weakness. In our weakness, He want he, His strength is perfected. 
in our weakness. That's what the Word of God says. And so, but he doesn't want you to be sick. Okay, sick is a product of sin. Okay, it's a product of putting on an alignment with the devil. Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God. That's sin. And, and sickness and sin and death entered the world at that moment. Okay? And so, remember he said that the day you eat it, you shall surely die. Alright? And they didn't die that day, but they died every day since. And eventually they did die. And the Bible even says that the last foe to be defeated is death. Now Jesus paid for the sickness on the cross. Jesus paid for sickness on the cross. Sickness to the body is what um, is what sin is to the to the spirit and the soul. Salvation is to the soul what uh, healing is to the body. All right, and Jesus paid for both of those on the cross. Okay, Jesus Jesus name, and this is where we're going to get into a lot of this stuff in a little bit. But Jesus' name is Jehovah Rapha, the God, the personal God who heals. Yahweh heals. Okay? It's not who he is. It's what he does. He does that. That's his name. And the Bible says this. If you ask anything, and it's in my name. In other words, it is carried in my name. I will do it. Now, um, Christians... For years, I've put this little uh, tagline tag on to the end of their, um, yeah, to the end of their uh, prayers in Jesus' name, okay? But what is his name? And we're going to talk about this in detail later, but you have the God who provides, the God who sees, uh, the God who is our righteousness, uh, the God our provision, the God our healer the God our shepherd, the God our refuge, our banner, and all of these things are God. That's what the Bible calls God. So the question that, are, that, that arose is, is it God's will to heal? Is it his will to heal? Remember, we pray this prayer. The Roman Catholic Church does it every Sunday, every day. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know, And then he says, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to be healed when I get to heaven. But the Bible says we need to pray heaven to earth. It's not just going to heaven. And, we're, and that's, it is true. Some people die and they still have an infirmity. But when they get to heaven, yes, they have arms and legs. They've got... Um, uh, a mental health, they've got all that stuff. But God wants that here on earth. And God wants to heal you today. He wants you to be whole today. All right, in Matthew chapter 8, the leper comes to Jesus. And he says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me whole. Great. And Jesus doesn't even hesitate. He says, I am willing, be healed. So it is God's will to heal you. It is God's will to heal your mother. It is God's will to heal everybody. Okay? It's his will. All right? 
Everybody that came to Jesus was healed. The Bible says, Acts 10, 38, how Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good and healing all who were afflicted of the devil. Now, I looked up that word in Greek and Aramaic and even Hebrew. I looked up that word all, and it actually means all-inclusive. All right, in Luke chapter 4, well, we're going to deal with this later, but in Luke chapter 4, how everybody brought those who were sick and with various diseases, and Jesus healed them all. Jesus healed them all. Let me say it again. Jesus healed them all. In 1 John, I think it's chapter 3, he says um, how, how, that, that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Well, what are the works of the devil? The devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. But God came that we might have life and have it abundantly. All right? Is it God's will to heal you? Is it God's will to heal me? Yes. Now, I've had the privilege of praying for a number of people who had cancer. Okay? The first five people I prayed for all died. Okay? That's enough to ruin your confidence. I'm telling you what. But everybody had that. The only person who didn't have that issue was Jesus. All right? Now, Jesus turns it around. And when Jesus came and he filled me with the presence of the Holy Spirit, I kept praying for people. Now, I remember the first person I prayed for that had cancer was the mother of students of mine in Sunday school class. I had two students in my eight-year-old Sunday school class, brother and sister, and their mother came into church one day because she had cancer, and they were going to lay hands on the sick so that they will recover. The Bible says, have, uh, anoint them, have the elders anoint her with oil, and, you know, I think it's James 5 or whatever, uh, anoint them with oil, and the sick will recover. So what they did was they had Del Monte oil, which is an oil, you know, an Italian oil, and they brought it out, and, um, and they didn't know what else to do. That's the only oil they had. So they used it, and <clears throat> I prayed for her, and she died. Um, I had another guy who was a friend of mine, uh, a friend, uh, he was a 26-year-old. Um, uh, the sickness, and actually the sickness, uh, the question is, if babies get sick, is that from sin? The sickness that came into the world was born because Adam and Eve sinned. Okay, that allowed the that allowed the devil to bring sickness to the world. The babies didn't sin; it's just the devil doing that. Now I'll say this, um, and I'll get back to what I was saying before as well. Um, we blame the devil for a lot of sick for for a lot of things. Okay, now I remember when I was in college, high school, I had hair out to here. I mean, I had an afro, and the only rule that I had in Bible college and high school was that the hair could not go below my below anybody's earlobes. So I grew my hair out, and I had this big old afro. and um, But it was above my earlobe, so I was within reason. And um, and then so every Sunday, I would I would hitchhike to church, which was a number of miles away. And, uh, and you know, in the wintertime, it got really, really super cold. And uh, in New Jersey, that's how it is. And so I would wash my hair, and I would shake my head out, and I would get these beautiful curls in my hair. And um, 
And then, uh, you know, my hair would freeze, my head would freeze, and I would catch cold. Well, it wasn't the devil's fault that I caught the cold. Sin was entered into the world at the beginning when, when man fell into sin, and that allowed sickness to come in. All right? Uh, baby, and, and, and so with this germs that go around, these viruses that go around are all the work of the devil. Okay? And because the Bible says that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, the baby didn't necessarily sin to get sick. Okay? But sin is in the world, and um, decay is in the world because of the devil and because of the sin that it happened. Okay? So um, uh, we'll get into more of all of that later on. Um, so <clears throat> we have to understand that God, uh, the Bible says that, that, that Jesus came and he healed all who were afflicted of the devil. Okay. The disciples, they went out two by two. You remember this? The and, and now Matthew chapter 10, he sent them out with the, the kingdom of God is able to be touched. And then he told the disciples, that's your message. And here's what you do that'll, um, that will go with your message. Heal the sick. He didn't say pray for the sick. He said heal them. Raise the dead. Open blind eyes. Freely you've received. Freely give. Okay? So you do this. You freely receive. You freely give. And that's what we are called to do. Now, <clears throat> understand, if you are a Christian, if you are a true believer... You have in you, residing in you, Jesus with all the fullness of God. I think that's Colossians chapter 3 or chapter 2 or chapter 3. He says all the fullness of God dwells in him and he dwells in us. So if we have the fullness of God, then whatever Jesus had accessible, I have accessible to me. Okay? So... Um, and I want to be very, very clear, okay? Those first five people that I prayed for with cancer all died. When I got to number six, the guy says, hey, listen, I got a cold. Would you pray for me? And I said, no, because you're going to end up dying. I don't want you to be the first one die from a cold. So I didn't pray for him. But as, I, as time went on, I learned. Now, another uh, thing is people believe and people have said that this message that is being preached, that I'm sharing right with you right now, that it is God's will to heal everybody, is part of the prosperity message. Well, if they disagree with something, it all goes under the, the, go, the scope of <clears throat> the prosperity message. The prosperity message says that if you are sick, it is because you sinned. Okay? Uh, or um, if you are sick, you have no faith. That's the prosperity message. Okay, but this isn't the prosperity message. It is still God's will to heal you. You may be sick from natural occurrences. You know, we had COVID. It was going around. Whether it was synthetic or not is not the issue. Everybody, a lot of people had COVID. You get colds. You get the flu. You get sick. Okay? And it may not necessarily be because somebody, uh, somebody sinned. I mean, it may not be because you have sin in your life. That may be a gateway, but that's not why you're sick. Sometimes the devil just wants to irritate you. All right? And I, and I hear this phrase all the time, and it makes me sick. 
But it says that God made me sick so that I would learn to be patient or I would learn to listen to them. Well, that's like saying I abused my children so they would be uh, so that they uh, so that they would be happy. It's no, 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 no. That's child abuse. God would never do that. We do get sick, but Jesus heals us. All right. You don't have to stay sick. Now I'm going to say something that's going to step on people's toes. You don't even have to sin because Jesus lives in you. And Jesus never leaves you, and Jesus will never sin. And he will never put you in a position where you will sin. With every temptation, he always gives a way out. Hey, listen, man, don't do that. Stay away from that. Okay, now please understand, this is all introduction, and we're going to get more involved later on. Well, remember, Psalm 103, he heals all Okay, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits. He forgives all my sin and heals all of my diseases. That word all is the same word, and it means all-encompassing. Every one of them. Okay? Um, he says that by his stripes we were healed. By his stripes we are healed. If he, God isn't going to heal you, then he died in vain. And he is impotent in his uh, godhood because he couldn't do what he did on what he paid for on the cross. And Jesus always gets what he paid for. Well, how come I get sick? Well, like I said, you could be eating wrong. You could, uh, you, you could, uh, let's see, you could be standing outside with wet head in the middle of a cold temperature. Like right now, it's zero degrees out here. If I walked out with, you know, with no clothes on and soaking wet, I would probably get a cold. Sometimes the devil just wants to afflict you. It's called the spirit of affliction. And God wants you to be free of that. Um, he also says he, 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 he forgives all of my sin and he heals all of my diseases. He came to destroy the works of the devil. He didn't come to, to, to pat him on the back and say, well done. Well, what about Job? Well, what about Job? Let's talk about Job. By the way, I'll throw this out there. Um, a lot of people ask me, how come Job's wife didn't die? Well, do you remember when, when, G, when God told the devil not to, not to take... Uh, Job's life well Job was one with his wife and the devil couldn't kill his wife now his wife was like curse God and die I get that but she was one with Job and she had the protection of Job as well the devil wants to hurt you okay the devil wants to kill you the devil wants to destroy you because he wants God to weep over you Okay? If you're going to put drugs in your body, expect to get sick. But sickness came into the world because the devil, <coughs> because Adam and Eve had went ahead and they, um, and they, and they fell into sin and they, and they aligned their thoughts and their minds to the devil and what he was saying that, you know, you will be like God. 
which is what everybody wanted to do. Devil wanted to be the, that as well. Remember, the devil used to be an angel that was the worship leader in heaven. Another thing that I feel like you need to understand as we as we bring this in for a landing here, that that you have to you have to come to grips with the fact that God wants to heal you. His name is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. That's his name. His name is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. He is uh, Jehovah Tzidkenu, uh, the Lord, my righteousness. Okay? All of these things are who he is, not necessarily just what he does. And he said this, I think it's Matthew 12. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John chapter 12, Matthew, I can't remember which one it is. Uh, but I'll get that for you. He says, ask anything in my name. And he doesn't mean put a little tagline at the end of a prayer that says in Jesus' name, but speak out his name. All right? Another thing we have to understand is that you're going to need to come before the Lord and you're going to need um, to plant the seed of the word of God. You need to plant a seed of the word of God. The Bible says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans chapter 10. Faith comes by hearing. Okay, so I get to hear. How do I get to hear? By the word of God. So you have to speak out the word of God over your life, over your situations, over your sickness. Speak the word of God, and faith will start to come. And you need to plant the seed of faith. Plant the seed of the word of God. Any farmer will tell you that you cannot expect a harvest. You cannot expect a harvest unless you plant a seed. Praying a prayer is not necessarily going to get you healed. Instead of saying, would you pray for me? I'm sick. What they need to say is, would you teach me the word so that I can be healed? Would you teach me what the word of God says about healing, so I may be healed. That's what you need to do. You don't, you don't, you don't just pray for somebody. The Bible doesn't say pray for the sick. The, uh, the Bible doesn't say pray for healing. The Bible says heal them. And the prayer of faith will heal them. Okay? Now, a lot of times there's, there's a... a uh, doubt seeds that get out there. In other words, we start praying, Lord, if it's your will. Of course it's his will. Read your Bible and get that. It, it is his will to heal. And we're going to get into this, does it God heal everybody, a little later on. But you have to understand, you need to get a hold of the word of God. You need to get the Bible. And you need to speak the Bible out so that faith can grow in you so that the prayer of faith can come out of you because faith comes by hearing and you are able to hear by the word of God. You can speak the word of God over yourself, over your friends. I, I had a friend here recently within the last couple of years that I prayed for. I had cancer and um, they, they had this cancer and, and I got to pray for them, not to pray... Actually, I didn't even pray for them. I just spoke the word of God over them. 
and they ended up getting healed. In that process, they also got COVID and they were healed of COVID. How does this happen? Because faith came by hearing the word of God. I remember a friend of mine, and I'm going to close with this. Um, his name is Rick Larson. You can look for him on YouTube. Uh, his testimony of being healed of fourth stage esophageal cancer and how he came to a church uh, that I used to go to. He came to the church and he didn't want a kid to pray for him. He didn't want to have anybody lay hands on him. Okay. And he didn't want to fall down. And so he comes to church and a kid, eight-year-old kid, I think it was eight-year-old kid, grabs his paper, reads it, looks at Rick in the, in the face, says, I'm going to pray for you. And he says, uh, Rick, do you have faith that God will heal you? And Rick flat out said, no, I don't. And he goes, that's okay. I have faith enough for both of us. <clears throat> the Bible says that he gives us a measure of faith. And I believe that God fills in the blank of the faith that we don't have for salvation as well as for healing. But you have to speak out his word. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and you're going to eat its fruit. If you want death, you're going to speak death. If you want life, you're going to speak life. But you have to speak the word of God, which is life. You will know the truth. You will become intimate with the truth and the truth will set you free. And the truth will set you free. Amen? The truth sets you free. We're going to talk more about this in uh, ad nauseum, actually. You're probably going to get sick of it by day 31. But understand that healing is for you. Healing is for everybody. Now, does everybody get healed? I haven't seen 100% healing of everybody I prayed for yet. But that's my goal. I want to see that. And the only way that you can see that is by expecting. I, well, I'm going to give you another testimony and then I'll shut up. Um, we had a gal that came. I think she was from Sweden. And she uh, had one vocal cord. She couldn't sing. Barely talk. And she said, I have one vocal cord. Okay. And a doctor showed her that she had one vocal cord. And so we didn't even lay hands on her. We said, Jesus, and she fell out under the power of the Holy Spirit. And she was down for about 45 minutes and she got up singing. God gave her a brand new vocal cord. I told her to go back to the doctor and get tested to make sure that she, she got another one. And she did. And so praise God. All right. That's how you know healing happens. Because you start praying for people. Well, what happened? John Wimber prayed, I think he prayed for 99 people before the first one got healed. You got to pray. Either you're going to, you know, at some point they're going to get healed. Just pray for them. Believe in your heart. Okay, the Bible says, with the mouth you confess Jesus is Lord. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be delivered. You will be saved. And the Bible also says, work out your salvation. Work out your deliverance with prayer and fasting. Okay? So what you have to do is you have to work them out. You have to work out. 
In, in other words, if you want to be healed you know, of cancer, you need to eat right. Uh, you, need the, uh, you need the juice. You need to get vitamins in you because cancer destroys your, uh, your immune system. And you need to have a strong immune system to fight the cancer cells. You know, do, do what you need to do. Work out your salvation. Work out your healing. Work out your deliverance with, with you know, with prayer and fasting. Find out what God wants you to do for healing and go for it. Well, that's all we're going to do today. Today is day one of a 31-day 30, healing challenge. And I encourage you to be here tomorrow. It's going to be uh, noontime Pacific. And uh, if you can't watch it noontime, then go ahead and, and uh, get the video or watch the video later on. Um, <clears throat> last part of the commercials, uh, I have two books for sale. Uh, they're they're, fif they're $15 each. You can get both books for $25, that flat rate, that includes shipping and handling. And, um, and all you have to do is email me or message me on Facebook. Um, uh, email me at Ministries at gmail.com and we'll get the books out to you. We do Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. Okay, guys, well, God bless you. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you, um, and we'll talk to you next time. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to day one of our three, no, 300, <laughs> I don't think so, day one of our 31-day healing challenge that we have. Um, there's, uh, it's really, really kind of cool. We're going to be talking about healing, not just in general, but healing on a more specific level. Uh, the question is this, and this is the question that I get quite a bit. Uh, about healing. And we're going to be talking about, is it God's will to heal? Why am I not getting healed? Or is somebody I'm praying for not being healed? Um, let's see, we're going to be dealing with the scriptures that deal with healing, especially, that's awesome, man. And, um, and other things. There's some things, uh, some commercials I want to do first. And uh, they're about my books. I have one book that's uh, called uh, SOS, a 50-day journey into the heart of God. I know it's backwards on the video, but um, SOS, a 50-day journey into the heart of God. This is a journal that you can do 50 days, uh, journal that you can uh, be a part of, that you can go and, uh, and just have a fellowship time with the Lord. It's, it's geared for five to ten minute um, uh, devotional with the Lord every day for 50 days. Okay, you can get that one. Um, and this book also is called From Breakdown to Breakthrough. Back in 2018, I had two nervous breakdowns or I had one really long one. And, uh, and so God brought me out of it and God healed me of that, um, of that um, uh, mindset and that mental breakdown. Break that I had and 
And so he healed me. And then these have some steps on how to fix your soul, how to make your soul better. And you can get them both. Both of them are $11 plus um, shipping, uh, plus shipping, which comes out to $15 a book. Uh, or you can get them both for uh, you can get them both for $25. So either $30 if you want to buy them separately or uh, $25 that includes shipping for both books. And we'll go ahead and we will send them uh, to you. Email me at uh, Tom and Sarah ministries at gmail.com and then we will uh, talk about um, how to pay for them and also your address and we'll send them right out to you okay i only have a few books left so feel free to contact me and we'll do that another book i really feel you can also get them on amazon and barnesandnoble.com walmart.com you can always get get those books there uh, another book that i really believe that you need to get is called christ the healer this book was written by F.F. F. Bosworth, who was a part of the Azusa Street Revival back in 1906. And what he did was he was dealing with a lot of the same questions and a lot of the same um, church responses, religious responses um, that we deal with today. And, um, and so God is wanting to set people free of all of that. And, um, and so that's what, that's what that book deals with. Again, 1906, he was dealing with the same things. Does God heal everybody? Is, God, is it God's will to heal? What are Bible, what are scriptural references for this? Now, I want to deal, I'm dealing with the Bible. I'm dealing with the Bible straight up, okay? So, if you have an issue with me and what I'm talking about, you really have an issue with the Bible. Because that's all I'm going to be sharing, is the Bible. And the Bible is the Word of God. It is God-breathed. And it is profitable for correction, for training, and reproof. And, 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 and God does this stuff. And the word of God is true. Let every man be a liar and let God be true. The word of God is true. And the Bible says, you shall know the truth, who is a person, and the truth, who is a person, will set you free. Okay? And in and, and Jesus' words, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. They're talking about Yeshua, talking about Jesus, and that's and that's a big deal here. Um, and so, I want to I want to get deeper into this um, into into this word. Now, those of you who watch the Chosen, okay, those of you who watch the Chosen. Oh, I wonder why. I think um, I'm going to have to fix my Wi-Fi here. Um, those of you who watch The Chosen, give me just a second here. I'm going to fix my Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, those of you who watch The Chosen, um, you know, they had a, a scene in um, in the second... They had a scene in the second book, or the uh, third season... Um, there we go. Now we're back. Uh, they had a, they had a scene in the second um, um, episode of season th of season three, and where where Jesus did not heal one of the disciples, and um, and then they they tried to justify it, and it wasn't right to me. Uh, it, it just wasn't right. But see, they started it out where Jesus said 
do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Okay. And, um, and so it was really, really a sad deal. And, uh, but the deal is that Jesus wants to heal everybody. They were, they were saying that God, um, that, that if God heals everybody, then he can't show his strength and weakness. And that's not true. Okay. Yes, he does. In our weakness, in our weakness, he want, he, his strength is perfected in our weakness. That's what the word of God says. And so, but he doesn't want you to be sick. Okay, sick is a product of sin. Okay, it's a product of putting an, an alignment with the devil. Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God. That's sin. And, and sickness and sin and death entered the world at that moment. Okay, and so remember he said that the day you eat it, you shall surely die. All right, and they didn't die that day, but they died every day since. And eventually they did die. And the Bible even says that the last foe to be defeated is death. Now Jesus paid for the sickness on the cross. Jesus paid for sickness on the cross. Sickness to the body is what um, is what sin is to the to the spirit and the soul. Salvation is to the soul what uh, healing is to the body. All right, and Jesus paid for both of those on the cross. Okay, Jesus Jesus name, and this is where we're going to get into a lot of this stuff in a little bit. But Jesus name is Jehovah Rapha, the God, the personal God who heals. Yahweh heals. Okay? It's not who he is. It's what he does. He does that. That's his name. And the Bible says this. If you ask anything, and it's in my name. In other words, it is carried in my name. I will do it. Now, um, Christians for years have put this little uh, tagline tag on to the end of their... Um, yeah, to the end of their uh, prayers in Jesus' name, okay? But what is his name? And we're going to talk about this in detail later, but you have the God who provides, the God who sees, uh, the God who is our righteousness, uh, the God our provision, the God our healer, the God our shepherd, the God our refuge, our banner, and all of these things are God. That's what the Bible calls God. So the question that, are, that, that arose is, is it God's will to heal? Is it his will to heal? Remember, we pray this prayer. The Roman Catholic Church does it every Sunday, every day. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know, And then he says, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to be healed when I get to heaven. But the Bible says we need to pray heaven to earth. It's not just going to heaven. And, we're, and that's, it is true. Some people die and they still have an infirmity. But when they get to heaven, yes, they have arms and legs. They've got um, uh, a mental health. They've got all that stuff. But God wants that here on earth. And God wants to heal you today. He wants you to be whole 
today. All right, in Matthew chapter 8, the leper comes to Jesus. And he says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me whole. Great. And Jesus doesn't even hesitate. He says, I am willing, be healed. So it is God's will to heal you. It is God's will to heal your mother. It is God's will to heal everybody. Okay? It's his will. All right? Everybody that came to Jesus was healed. The Bible says, Acts 10, 38, how Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good and healing all who were afflicted of the devil. Now, I looked up that word in Greek and Aramaic and even Hebrew. I looked up that word all, and it actually means all-inclusive. All right, in Luke chapter 4, well, we're going to deal with this later, but in Luke chapter 4, how everybody brought those who were sick and with various diseases, and Jesus healed them all. Jesus healed them all. Let me say it again. Jesus healed them all. In 1 John, I think it's chapter 3, he says um, how, how, that, that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Well, what are the works of the devil? The devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. But God came that we might have life and have it abundantly. All right? Is it God's will to heal you? Is it God's will to heal me? Yes. Now, I've had the privilege of praying for a number of people who had cancer. Okay? The first five people I prayed for all died. Okay? That's enough to ruin your confidence. I'm telling you what. But everybody had that. The only person who didn't have that issue was Jesus. All right? Now, Jesus turns it around. And when Jesus came and he filled me with the presence of the Holy Spirit, I kept praying for people. Now, I remember the first person I prayed for that had cancer was the mother of students of mine in Sunday school class. I had two students in my eight-year-old Sunday school class, brother and sister. And their mother came into church one day because she had cancer and they were going to lay hands on the sick so that they will recover. The Bible says, have, uh, anoint them, have the elders anoint her with oil. And, you know, I think it's James 5 or whatever. Uh, anoint them with oil and the sick will recover. So what they did was they had Del Monte oil, which is an oil, you know, an Italian oil. And they brought it out. And, um, and they didn't know what else to do. That's the only oil they had. So they used it. And <clears throat> I prayed for her, and she died. Um, I had another guy who was a friend of mine. Uh, a friend, uh, he was a 26-year-old. Um, uh, the sickness, and actually the sickness, uh, the question is, if babies get sick, is that from sin? The sickness that came into the world was born because Adam and Eve sinned. Okay, that allowed, the, that allowed the devil to bring sickness to the world. The babies didn't sin. It's just the devil doing that. Now, I'll say this, um, and I'll get back to what I was saying before as well. Um, we blame the devil for a, lot of sick, for, for a lot of things, okay? Now, I remember when I was in college, high school, I had hair out to here. I mean, I had an afro, and the only rule that I had in Bible college and high school 
was that the hair could not go below my below anybody's earlobes. So I grew my hair out, and I had this big old afro, and um, but it was above my earlobe, so I was within reason. And um, and then so every Sunday I would I would hitchhike to church, which was a number of miles away, and uh, and you know in the winter time it got really really super cold, and uh, in New Jersey that's how it is. And so I would wash my hair and I would shake my head out and I would get these beautiful curls in my hair. And, um, and then, uh, you know, my hair would freeze, my head would freeze and I would catch cold. Well, it wasn't the devil's fault that I caught the cold. Sin was entered into the world at the beginning when, when man fell into sin and that allowed sickness to come in. All right. Uh, baby, and, and, and so with this germs that go around, these viruses that go around are all the work of the devil, okay? And because the Bible says that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, the baby didn't necessarily sin to get sick, okay? But sin is in the world and um, decay is in the world because of the devil and because of the sin that it happened, okay? So um, uh, we'll get into more of all of that later on. Um, so <clears throat> we have to understand that God, uh, the Bible says that, that, that Jesus came and he healed all who were afflicted of the devil. Okay. The disciples, they went out two by two. You remember this? The and, and now Matthew chapter 10, he sent them out with the kingdom of God is able to be touched. And then he told the disciples, that's your message. And here's what you do that'll, um, that will go with your message. Heal the sick. He didn't say pray for the sick. He said heal them. Raise the dead. Open blind eyes. Freely you've received. Freely give. Okay? So you do this. You freely receive. You freely give. And that's what we are called to do. Now, <clears throat> understand, if you are a Christian, if you are a true believer... You have in you, residing in you, Jesus with all the fullness of God. I think that's Colossians chapter 3 or chapter 2 or chapter 3. He says all the fullness of God dwells in him and he dwells in us. So if we have the fullness of God, then whatever Jesus had accessible, I have accessible to me. Okay? So... Um, and I want to be very, very clear, okay? Those first five people that I prayed for with cancer all died. When I got to number six, the guy says, hey, listen, I got a cold. Would you pray for me? And I said, no, because you're going to end up dying. I don't want you to be the first one die from a cold. So I didn't pray for him. But as, I, as time went on, I learned. Now, another uh, thing is people believe and people have said that this message that is being preached, that I'm sharing right with you right now, that it is God's will to heal everybody, is part of the prosperity message. Well, if they disagree with something, it all goes under the, the, go, the scope of <clears throat> the prosperity message. The prosperity message says that if you are sick, it is because you sinned. Okay? Uh, or um, if you are sick, you have no faith. That's the prosperity message. Okay, but this isn't the prosperity message. It is still God's will to heal you. You may be sick from natural occurrences, 
You know, we had COVID, it was going around. Whether it was synthetic or not, it's not the issue. Everybody, a lot of people had COVID. You get colds, you get the flu, you get sick, okay? And it may not necessarily be because somebody, uh, somebody sinned. I mean, it may not be because you have sin in your life. That may be a gateway, but that's not why you're sick. Sometimes the devil just wants to irritate you. All right, and I hear this phrase all the time, and it makes me sick. But it says that God made me sick so that I would learn to be patient, or I would learn to listen to them. Well, that's like saying I abused my children so they would be, uh, so that they, uh, so that they would be happy. It's no, 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 no. That's child abuse. God would never do that. We do get sick, but Jesus heals us. All right. You don't have to stay sick. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to step on people's toes. You don't even have to sin. Because Jesus lives in you, and Jesus never leaves you, and Jesus will never sin. And he will never put you in a position where you will sin. With every temptation, he always gives a way out. Hey, listen, man, don't do that. Stay away from that. Okay, now please understand, this is all introduction and we're going to get more involved later on. Well, remember, Psalm 103, he heals all. Okay, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits. He forgives all my sin and heals all of my diseases. That word all is the same word and it means all-encompassing. Every one of them. Okay? Um, he says that by his stripes, we were healed. By his stripes, we are healed. If he, God isn't going to heal you, then he died in vain. And he is impotent in his uh, godhood because he couldn't do what he did on what he paid for on the cross. And Jesus always gets what he paid for. Well, how come I get sick? Well, like I said, you could be eating wrong. You could, uh, you, you could, uh, let's see, you could be standing outside with wet head in the middle of a cold temperature. Like right now, it's zero degrees out here. If I walked out with, you know, with no clothes on and soaking wet, I would probably get a cold. Sometimes the devil just wants to afflict you. It's called the spirit of affliction. And God wants you to be free of that. Um, he also says he, 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 he forgives all of my sin and he heals all of my diseases. He came to destroy the works of the devil. He didn't come to, to, to pat him on the back and say, well done. Well, what about Job? Well, what about Job? Let's talk about Job. By the way, I'll throw this out there. Um, a lot of people ask me, how come Job's wife didn't die? Well, do you remember when, when, G, when God told the devil not to, not to take uh, Job's life? Well, Job was one with his wife, and the devil couldn't kill his wife. Now, his wife was like, curse God and die. I get that. But she was one with Job, and she had the protection of Job as well. The devil wants to hurt you, okay? The devil wants to kill you. The devil wants to destroy you because he wants 
God to weep over you. Okay? If you're going to put drugs in your body, expect to get sick. But sickness came into the world because the devil, <coughs> because Adam and Eve had went ahead and they, um, and they, and they fell into sin and they, and they aligned their thoughts and their minds to the devil and what he was saying that, you know, you will be like God, which is what everybody wanted to do. Devil wanted to be the, that as well. Remember, the devil used to be an angel that was the worship leader in heaven. Another thing that I feel like you need to understand as we, as we bring this in for a landing here, that, that you, have to, you have to come to grips with the fact that God wants to heal you. His name is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. That's his name. His name is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. He is uh, Jehovah Tzidkenu, uh, the Lord, my righteousness. Okay? All of these things are who he is, not necessarily just what he does. And he said this, I think it's Matthew 12. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John chapter 12, Matthew, I can't remember which one it is. Uh, but I'll get that for you. He says, ask anything in my name. And he doesn't mean put a little tagline at the end of a prayer that says, in Jesus' name. But speak out his name. All right? Another thing we have to understand is that you're going to need to come before the Lord and you're going to need to, um, to plant the seed of the Word of God. You need to plant a seed of the Word of God. The Bible says, <clears throat> faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Romans chapter 10. Faith comes by hearing. Okay, so I get to hear. How do I get to hear? By the word of God. So you have to speak out the word of God over your life, over your situations, over your sickness. Speak the word of God and faith will start to come. And you need to plant the seed of faith. Plant the seed of the word of God. Any farmer will tell you that you cannot expect a harvest. You cannot Expect a harvest unless you plant a seed. Praying a prayer is not necessarily going to get you healed. Instead of saying, would you pray for me, I'm sick, what they need to say is, would you teach me the word so that I can be healed? Would you teach me what the word of God says about healing so I may be healed? That's what you need to do. You don't, you, don't, you don't just pray for somebody. The Bible doesn't say pray for the sick. The, uh, the Bible doesn't say pray for healing. The Bible says heal them. And the prayer of faith will heal them. Okay? Now, a lot of times there's, there's uh, 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 doubt seeds that get out there. In other words, we start praying, Lord, if it's your will. Of course it's his will. Read your Bible and get that. It, it is his will to heal. And we're going to get into this, does it God heal everybody, a little later on. But you have to understand, you need to get a hold of the word of God. You need to get the Bible. And you need to speak the Bible out so that faith can grow in you. 
so that the prayer of faith can come out of you because faith comes by hearing. And you are able to hear by the Word of God. You can speak the Word of God over yourself, over your friends. I, I had a friend here recently, within the last couple of years, that I prayed for. I had cancer, and um, they, they had this cancer, and, and I got to pray for them. Not to pray, actually I didn't even pray for them. I just spoke the Word of God over them, and they ended up getting healed. In that process, they also got covid and they were healed of COVID. How does this happen? Because faith came by hearing the word of God. I remember a friend of mine, and I'm going to close with this. Um, his name is Rick Larson. You can look for him on YouTube. Uh, his testimony of being healed of fourth stage esophageal cancer. And how he came to a church uh, that I used to go to. He came to the church and he didn't want a kid to pray for him. He didn't want to have anybody lay hands on him, okay? And he didn't want to fall down. And so he comes to church, and a kid, eight-year-old kid, I think it was eight-year-old kid, grabs his paper, reads it, looks at Rick in the, in the face, says, I'm going to pray for you. And he says, uh, Rick, do you have faith that God will heal you? And Rick flat out said, no, I don't. And he goes, that's okay. I have faith enough for both of us. <clears throat> the Bible says that he gives us a measure of faith. And I believe that God fills in the blank of the faith that we don't have for salvation as well as for healing. But you have to speak out his word. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and you're going to eat its fruit. If you want death, you're going to speak death. If you want life, you're going to speak life. But you have to speak the word of God, which is life. You will know the truth. You will become intimate with the truth. And the truth will set you free. And the truth will set you free. Amen? The truth sets you free. We're going to talk more about this in... Uh, ad nauseum actually you're probably going to get sick of it by day 31 but understand that healing is for you healing is for everybody now does everybody get healed i haven't seen a hundred percent healing of everybody i prayed for yet but that's my goal i want to see that and the only way that you can see that is by expecting i well i'm going to give you another testimony and then i'll shut up um we had a gal that came, I think she was from Sweden, and she uh, had one vocal cord. She couldn't sing, barely talk. And she said, I have one vocal cord, okay? And the doctor showed her that she had one vocal cord. And so we didn't even lay hands on her. We said, Jesus, and she fell out under the power of the Holy Spirit. And she was down for about 45 minutes, and she got up singing. God gave her a brand new vocal cord. I told her to go back to the doctor and get tested to make sure that she, she got another one, and she did, and so praise God. All right? That's how you know healing happens, because you start praying for people. Well, what happened? John Wimber prayed, I think he prayed for 99 people before the first one got healed. You got to pray. Either you're going to, you know, at some point they're going to get healed. 
Just pray for them. Believe in your heart. Okay, the Bible says, with the mouth you confess Jesus is Lord. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be delivered. You will be saved. And the Bible also says, work out your salvation. Work out your deliverance with prayer and fasting. Okay? So what you have to do is you have to work them out. You have to work out. In other words, if you want to be healed you know, of cancer, you need to eat right. Uh, you need to uh, you need to juice. You need to get vitamins in you because cancer destroys your uh, your immune system, and you need to have a strong immune system to fight the cancer cells. You know, do do what you need to do. Work out your salvation. Work out your healing. Work out your deliverance with with you know with prayer and fasting. Find out what God wants you to do for healing and go for it. Well, that's all we're going to do today. Today is day one of a 31-day 30, healing challenge. And I encourage you to be here tomorrow. It's going to be uh, noontime Pacific. And uh, if you can't watch it noontime, then go ahead and, and uh, get the video or watch the video later on. Um, <clears throat> last part of the commercials, uh, I have two books for sale. Uh, they're, they're, fift they're $15 each. You can get both books for $25 that flat rate that includes shipping and handling. And, um, and just, all you have to do is email me or message me on Facebook. Um, uh, email me at Tom and Sarah ministries at gmail.com. And we'll get the books out to you. We do cash app, Venmo, PayPal. Okay, guys. Well, God bless you. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you. Um, and we'll talk to you next time. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to day one of our three, not 300, <laughs> I don't think so. Day one of our 31-day healing challenge that we have. Um, there's, uh, it's really, really kind of cool. We're going to be talking about healing, not just in general, but healing on a more specific level. Uh, the question is this, and this is the question that I get quite a bit. Uh, about healing. And we're going to be talking about, is it God's will to heal? Why am I not getting healed? Or is somebody I'm praying for not being healed? Um, let's see, we're going to be dealing with the scriptures that deal with healing, especially, that's awesome, man. And, um, and other things. There's some things, uh, some commercials I want to do first. And uh, they're about my books. I have one book that's uh, called uh, SOS, a 50-day journey into the heart of God. I know it's backwards on the video, but um, SOS, a 50-day journey into the heart of God. This is a journal that you can do 50 days, uh, journal that you can uh, be a part of, that you can go and, uh, and just have a fellowship time with the Lord. It's, it's geared for five to ten minute um, uh, devotional with the Lord every day for 50 days. Okay, you can get that one. Um, and this book also is called From Breakdown to Breakthrough. Back in 2018, I had two nervous breakdowns or I had one really long one. And, uh, and so God brought me out of it and God healed me of that, um, of that um, uh, mindset and that mental break that I had. And, 
And so he healed me. And then these have some steps on how to fix your soul, how to make your soul better. And you can get them both. Both of them are $11 plus um, shipping, uh, plus shipping, which comes out to $15 a book. Uh, or you can get them both for, uh, you can get them both for $25. So either $30 if you want to buy them separately or uh, $25 that includes shipping for both books. And we'll go ahead and we will send them uh, to you. Email me at uh, tominsaraministries at gmail.com and then we will uh, talk about um, how to pay for them and also your address and we'll send them right out to you. Okay, I only have a few books left, so feel free to contact me and we'll do that. Another book I really feel, you can also get them on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com, walmart.com. You can always get, get those books there. Uh, another book that I really believe that you need to get is called Christ the Healer. This book was written by F.F. F. Bosworth, who was a part of the Azusa Street Revival back in 1906. And what he did was, he was dealing with a lot of the same questions and a lot of the same um, church responses, religious responses um, that we deal with today. And, um, and so God is wanting to set people free of all of that. And, um, and so that's what, that's what that book deals with. Again, 1906, he was dealing with the same things. Does God heal everybody? Is, God, is it God's will to heal? What are Bible, what are scriptural references for this? Now, I want to deal, I'm dealing with the Bible. I'm dealing with the Bible straight up, okay? So, if you have an issue with me and what I'm talking about, you really have an issue with the Bible. Because that's all I'm going to be sharing, is the Bible. And the Bible is the Word of God. It is God-breathed, and it is profitable for correction, for training, and reproof. And, 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 and God does this stuff. And the word of God is true. Let every man be a liar and let God be true. The word of God is true. And the Bible says you shall know the truth who is a person and the truth who is a person will set you free. Okay. And in and, and Jesus' words, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. They're talking about Yeshua, talking about Jesus. And that's and that's a big deal here. Um, and so I want, to, I want to get deeper into this, um, into, into this word. Now, those of you who watch The Chosen, okay? Those of you who watch The Chosen. Oh, I wonder why. I think um, I'm going to have to fix my Wi-Fi here. Um, those of you who watch The Chosen, give me just a second here. I'm going to fix my Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, those of you who watched The Chosen, um, you know, they had a, a scene in um, in the second, they had a scene in the second book, or the uh, third season. Um, there we go. Now we're back. Uh, they, had a, they had a scene in the second um um, episode of season three, of season three, and where where Jesus did not heal one of the disciples, and um, and then they they tried to justify it, and it wasn't right to me. Uh, it, it just wasn't right. But see, they started it out where Jesus said, 
do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Okay. And, um, and so it was really, really a sad deal. And, uh, but the deal is that Jesus wants to heal everybody. They were, they were saying that God, um, that, that if God heals everybody, then he can't show his strength and weakness. And that's not true. Okay. Yes, he does. In our weakness, in our weakness, he want, he, his strength is perfected in our weakness. That's what the word of God says. And so, but he doesn't want you to be sick. Okay, sick is a product of sin. Okay, it's a product of putting on an alignment with the devil. Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God. That's sin. And, and sickness and sin and death entered the world at that moment. Okay, and so remember he said that the day you eat it, you shall surely die. All right. And they didn't die that day, but they died every day since. And eventually they did die. And the Bible even says that the last foe to be defeated is death. Now, Jesus paid for the sickness on the cross. Jesus paid for sickness on the cross. Sickness to the body is what um, is what sin is to the to the spirit and the soul. Salvation is to the soul what uh, healing is to the body. All right, and Jesus paid for both of those on the cross. Okay, Jesus Jesus name, and this is where we're going to get into a lot of this stuff in a little bit. But Jesus name is Jehovah Rapha, the God, the personal God who heals. Yahweh heals, okay? It's not who he is, it's what he does. He does that. That's his name. And the Bible says this, if you ask anything, and it's in my name, in other words, it is carried in my name, I will do it. Now, um, Christians for years have put this little uh, tagline tag on to the end of their... Um, yeah, to the end of their uh, prayers in Jesus' name, okay? But what is his name? And we're going to talk about this in detail later, but you have the God who provides, the God who sees, uh, the God who is our righteousness, uh, the God our provision, the God our healer, the God our shepherd, the God our refuge, our banner, and all of these things are God. That's what the Bible calls God. So the question that, are, that, that arose is, is it God's will to heal? Is it his will to heal? Remember, we pray this prayer. The Roman Catholic Church does it every Sunday, every day. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know, And then he says, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to be healed when I get to heaven. But the Bible says we need to pray heaven to earth. It's not just going to heaven. And, we're, and that's, it is true. Some people die and they still have an infirmity. But when they get to heaven, yes, they have arms and legs. They've got um, uh, a mental health. They've got all that stuff. But God wants that here on earth. And God wants to heal you today. He wants you to be whole 
today. All right, in Matthew chapter 8, the leper comes to Jesus. And he says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me whole. Great. And Jesus doesn't even hesitate. He says, I am willing, be healed. So it is God's will to heal you. It is God's will to heal your mother. It is God's will to heal everybody. Okay? It's his will. All right? Everybody that came to Jesus was healed. The Bible says in Acts 10.38, how Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good and healing all who were afflicted of the devil. Now, I looked up that word in Greek and Aramaic, and even Hebrew. I looked up that word all, and it actually means all-inclusive. All right, in Luke chapter 4, well, we're going to deal with this later, but in Luke chapter 4, how everybody brought those who were sick and with various diseases, and Jesus healed them all. Jesus healed them all. Let me say it again. Jesus healed them all. In 1 John, I think it's chapter 3, he says um, how, how, that, that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Well, what are the works of the devil? The devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. But God came that we might have life and have it abundantly. All right? Is it God's will to heal you? Is it God's will to heal me? Yes. Now, I've had the privilege of praying for a number of people who had cancer. Okay? The first five people I prayed for all died. Okay? That's enough to ruin your confidence. I'm telling you what. But everybody had that. The only person who didn't have that issue was Jesus. All right? Now, Jesus turns it around. And when Jesus came and he filled me with the presence of the Holy Spirit, I kept praying for people. Now, I remember the first person I prayed for that had cancer was the mother of students of mine in Sunday school class. I had two students in my eight-year-old Sunday school class, brother and sister, and their mother came into church one day because she had cancer, and they were going to lay hands on the sick so that they will recover. The Bible says, have, uh, anoint them, have the elders anoint her with oil, and, you know, I think it's James 5 or whatever, uh, anoint them with oil, and the sick will recover. So what they did was they had Del Monte oil, which is an oil, you know, an Italian oil, and they brought it out, and, um, and they didn't know what else to do. That's the only oil they had. So they used it, and <clears throat> I prayed for her, and she died. Um, I had another guy who was a friend of mine, uh, a friend, uh, he was a 26-year-old. Um, uh, the sickness, and actually the sickness, uh, the question is, if babies get sick, is that from sin? The sickness that came into the world was born because Adam and Eve sinned. Okay, that allowed, the, that allowed the devil to bring sickness to the world. The babies didn't sin, it's just the devil doing that. Now I'll say this, um, and I'll get back to what I was saying before as well. Um, we blame the devil for a, lot of sick, for, for a lot of things, okay? Now I remember when I was in college, high school, I had hair out to here. I mean, I had an afro, and the only rule that I had in Bible college and high school 
was that the hair could not go below my below anybody's earlobes. So I grew my hair out, and I had this big old afro, and um, but it was above my earlobe, so I was within reason. And um, and then so every Sunday I would I would hitchhike to church, which was a number of miles away, and uh, and you know in the winter time it got really really super cold, and uh, in New Jersey that's how it is. And so I would wash my hair and I would shake my head out and I would get these beautiful curls in my hair. And, um, and then, uh, you know, my hair would freeze, my head would freeze and I would catch cold. Well, it wasn't the devil's fault that I caught the cold. Sin was entered into the world at the beginning when, when man fell into sin and that allowed sickness to come in. All right. Uh, baby, and, and, and so with this germs that go around, these viruses that go around are all the work of the devil. Okay. And because the Bible says that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Now the baby didn't necessarily sin to get sick. Okay. But sin is in the world and, um, decay is in the world because of the devil and because of the sin that it happened. Okay. So, um, uh, we'll get into more of all of that later on. Um, so <clears throat> we have to understand that God, uh, the Bible says that, that, that Jesus came and he healed all who were afflicted of the devil. Okay. The disciples, they went out two by two. You remember this? The and, and now Matthew chapter 10, he sent them out with the, the kingdom of God is able to be touched. And then he told the disciples, that's your message. And here's what you do that'll, um, that will go with your message. Heal the sick. He didn't say pray for the sick. He said heal them. Raise the dead. Open blind eyes. Freely you've received. Freely give. Okay? So you do this. You freely receive. You freely give. And that's what we are called to do. Now, <clears throat> understand, if you are a Christian, if you are a true believer... You have in you, residing in you, Jesus with all the fullness of God. I think that's Colossians chapter 3 or chapter 2 or chapter 3. He says all the fullness of God dwells in him and he dwells in us. So if we have the fullness of God, then whatever Jesus had accessible, I have accessible to me. Okay? So... Um, and I want to be very, very clear, okay? Those first five people that I prayed for with cancer all died. When I got to number six, the guy says, hey, listen, I got a cold. Would you pray for me? And I said, no, because you're going to end up dying. I don't want you to be the first one die from a cold. So I didn't pray for him. But as, I, as time went on, I learned. Now, another uh, thing is people believe and people have said that this message that is being preached, that I'm sharing right with you right now, that it is God's will to heal everybody, is part of the prosperity message. Well, if they disagree with something, it all goes under the, the, go, the scope of <clears throat> the prosperity message. The prosperity message says that if you are sick, it is because you sinned. Okay? Uh, or um, if you are sick, you have no faith. That's the prosperity message. Okay, but this isn't the prosperity message. It is still God's will to heal you. You may be sick from natural occurrences, 
You know, we had COVID, it was going around. Whether it was synthetic or not is not the issue. Everybody, a lot of people had COVID. You get colds, you get the flu, you get sick, okay? And it may not necessarily be because somebody, uh, somebody sinned. I mean, it may not be because you have sin in your life. That may be a gateway, but that's not why you're sick. Sometimes the devil just wants to irritate you. All right, and I hear this phrase all the time, and it makes me sick. But it says that God made me sick so that I would learn to be patient, or I would learn to listen to them. Well, that's like saying I abused my children so they would be, uh, so that they, uh, so that they would be happy. It's no, 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 no. That's child abuse. God would never do that. We do get sick, but Jesus heals us. All right. You don't have to stay sick. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to step on people's toes. You don't even have to sin. Because Jesus lives in you, and Jesus never leaves you, and Jesus will never sin. And he will never put you in a position where you will sin. With every temptation, he always gives a way out. Hey, listen, man, don't do that. Stay away from that. Okay, now please understand, this is all introduction and we're going to get more involved later on. Well, remember, Psalm 103, he heals all. Okay, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. He forgives all my sin and heals all of my diseases. That word all is the same word and it means all-encompassing. Every one of them. Okay? Um, he says that by his stripes, we were healed. By his stripes, we are healed. If he, God isn't going to heal you, then he died in vain. And he is impotent in his uh, godhood because he couldn't do what he did on what he paid for on the cross. And Jesus always gets what he paid for. Well, how come I get sick? Well, like I said, you could be eating wrong. You could, uh, you, you could, uh, let's see, you could be standing outside with wet head in the middle of a cold temperature. Like right now, it's zero degrees out here. If I walked out with, you know, with no clothes on and soaking wet, I would probably get a cold. Sometimes the devil just wants to afflict you. It's called the spirit of affliction. And God wants you to be free of that. Um, he also says he, 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 he forgives all of my sin and he heals all of my diseases. He came to destroy the works of the devil. He didn't come to, to, to pat him on the back and say, well done. Well, what about Job? Well, what about Job? Let's talk about Job. By the way, I'll throw this out there. Um, a lot of people ask me, how come Job's wife didn't die? Well, do you remember when, when, G, when God told the devil not to, not to take uh, Job's life? Well, Job was one with his wife, and the devil couldn't kill his wife. Now, his wife was like, curse God and die. I get that. But she was one with Job, and she had the protection of Job as well. The devil wants to hurt you. Okay, the devil wants to kill you. 
The devil wants to destroy you because he wants God to weep over you. Okay? If you're going to put drugs in your body, expect to get sick. But sickness came into the world because the devil, <coughs> because Adam and Eve had went ahead and they, um, and they, and they fell into sin and they, and they aligned their thoughts and their minds to the devil and what he was saying that, you know, you will be like God, which is what everybody wanted to do. Devil wanted to be the, that as well. Remember, the devil used to be an angel that was the worship leader in heaven. Another thing that I feel like you need to understand as we, as we bring this in for a landing here, that, that you, have to, you have to come to grips with the fact that God wants to heal you. His name is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. That's his name. His name is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. He is uh, Jehovah Tzidkenu, uh, the Lord, my righteousness. Okay? All of these things are who he is, not necessarily just what he does. And he said this, I think it's Matthew 12. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John chapter 12, Matthew, I can't remember which one it is. Uh, but I'll get that for you. He says, ask anything in my name. And he doesn't mean put a little tagline at the end of a prayer that says in Jesus' name, but speak out his name. All right? Another thing we have to understand is that you're going to need to come before the Lord and you're going to need um, to plant the seed of the word of God. You need to plant a seed of the word of God. The Bible says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans chapter 10. Faith comes by hearing. Okay, so I get to hear. How do I get to hear? By the word of God. So you have to speak out the word of God over your life, over your situations, over your sickness. Speak the word of God, and faith will start to come. And you need to plant the seed of faith. Plant the seed of the word of God. Any farmer will tell you that you cannot expect a harvest. You cannot expect a harvest unless you plant a seed. Praying a prayer is not necessarily going to get you healed. Instead of saying, would you pray for me? I'm sick. What they need to say is, would you teach me the word so that I can be healed? Would you teach me what the word of God says about healing, so I may be healed. That's what you need to do. You don't, you don't, you don't just pray for somebody. The Bible doesn't say pray for the sick. The, uh, the Bible doesn't say pray for healing. The Bible says heal them. And the prayer of faith will heal them. Okay? Now, a lot of times there's, there's a... a uh, doubt seeds that get out there. In other words, we start praying, Lord, if it's your will. Of course it's his will. Read your Bible and get that. It, it is his will to heal. And we're going to get into this, does it God heal everybody, a little later on. But you have to understand, you need to get a hold of the word of God. You need to get the Bible. 
and you need to speak the Bible out so that faith can grow in you, so that the prayer of faith can come out of you, because faith comes by hearing. And you are able to hear by the Word of God. You can speak the Word of God over yourself, over your friends. I, I had a friend here recently, within the last couple of years, that I prayed for. I had cancer, and um, they, they had this cancer, and, and I got to pray for them. Not to pray, actually I didn't even pray for them. I just spoke the Word of God over them, and they ended up getting healed. In that process, they also got covid and they were healed of COVID. How does this happen? Because faith came by hearing the word of God. I remember a friend of mine, I'm going to close with this. Um, his name is Rick Larson. You can look for him on YouTube. Uh, his testimony of being healed of fourth stage esophageal cancer. And how he came to a church uh, that I used to go to. He came to the church and he didn't want a kid to pray for him. He didn't want to have anybody lay hands on him, okay? And he didn't want to fall down. And so he comes to church, and a kid, eight-year-old kid, I think it was eight-year-old kid, grabs his paper, reads it, looks at Rick in the, in the face, says, I'm going to pray for you. And he says, uh, Rick, do you have faith that God will heal you? And Rick flat out said, no, I don't. And he goes, that's okay, I have faith enough for both of us. <clears throat> the Bible says that he gives us a measure of faith and I believe that God fills in the blank of the faith that we don't have for salvation as well as for healing but you have to speak out his word death and life are in the power of the tongue and you're going to eat its fruit if you want death you're going to speak death if you want life you're going to speak life but you have to speak the word of God, which is life. You will know the truth. You will become intimate with the truth. And the truth will set you free. And the truth will set you free. Amen? The truth sets you free. We're going to talk more about this in uh, ad nauseum, actually. You're probably going to get sick of it by day 31. But understand that healing is for you. Healing is for everybody. Now, does everybody get healed? I haven't seen 100% healing of everybody I prayed for yet. But that's my goal. I want to see that. And the only way that you can see that is by expecting. I, well, I'm going to give you another testimony and then I'll shut up. Um, we had a gal that came. I think she was from Sweden. And she... Uh, had one vocal cord. She couldn't sing, barely talk. And she said, I have one vocal cord, okay? And a doctor showed her that she had one vocal cord. And so we didn't even lay hands on her. We said, Jesus, and she fell out under the power of the Holy Spirit. And she was down for about 45 minutes and she got up singing. God gave her a brand new vocal cord. I told her to go back to the doctor and get tested to make sure that she, she got another one. And she did. So praise God. All right? That's how you know healing happens. Because you start praying for people. Well, what happened? John Wimber prayed, I think he prayed for 99 people before the first one got healed. 
You got to pray. Either you're going to, you know, at some point they're going to get healed. Just pray for them. Believe in your heart. Okay, the Bible says, with the mouth you confess Jesus is Lord. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be delivered. You will be saved. And the Bible also says, work out your salvation. Work out your deliverance with prayer and fasting. Okay? So what you have to do is you have to work them out. You have to work out. In other words, if you want to be healed you know, of cancer, you need to eat right. Uh, you, need to, uh, you need to juice. You need to get vitamins in you because cancer destroys your, uh, your immune system. And you need to have a strong immune system to fight the cancer cells. You know, do, do what you need to do. Work out your salvation. Work out your healing. Work out your deliverance with, with you know, with prayer and fasting. Find out what God wants you to do for healing and go for it. Well, that's all we're going to do today. Today is day one of a 31-day 30, healing challenge. And I encourage you to be here tomorrow. It's going to be uh, noontime Pacific. And uh, if you can't watch it noontime, then go ahead and, and uh, get the video or watch the video later on. Um, <clears throat> last part of the commercials, uh, I have two books for sale. Uh, they're they're, they're $15 each. You can get both books for $25. That flat rate that includes shipping and handling, and um, and all you have to do is email me or message me on Facebook. Um, uh, email me at Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com and we'll get the books out to you. We do Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. Okay, guys. Well, God bless you. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you. Um, and we'll talk to you next time.